Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Scrap Talk. I'm here with my uh, brother from another mother, John Bones Jones. I'm just kidding. You're not. You're not Bones, but uh, you are no. John Jones. I sure am. That's true. My <laughs> name is John Jones. Um, I am not Bones Jones. However, I do fight. So, but you don't not, have this fighting no. style, though. So, no, not at all. Or his coke habit. But hey, man, how's it going? It is going great. Uh, we got another glorious day. Lots of uh, great uh, stuff happening in the world of UFC uh, or MMA all together, man. It's been it's been a great week. I'm loving it. Big week culminating in a great weekend <laughs> tomorrow, man. It's going to be nuts. Oh, yeah, man. Tomorrow is going to be off the hill. Now, now, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I got a question for you, though. What's bro. that? Before, before we get into the whole thing, because we're going to cover the event tomorrow. And then we've got like a special topic that's just burning up the internet that we got to talk about. But one thing that we did not discuss pre-show just now is, um, <clears throat> are we doing the title change or not? Come on. You got to look me in my eyes and give me an answer right now. <laughs> the title change. You want to change yeah. the title of the show to, yes. to what? The, the, the coach and the casual? Yes. It's a dope title, Sean. It's cool. <laughs> I mean, I hear you, but I'm just saying. I mean, who is the coach and who is the casual? You know, well, that's the question. Listen, here's because I thought about it. Listen, at first I was like, well, you know, okay, I'm a coach. You know, I'm a martial arts coach. And you are not a martial arts coach. So, therefore, you know, it's whatever. But then I thought, like. But I kind of feel like I could be, though. Well, see, okay, but that's what I'm saying. You're not, you're not, it's not like you're knowledgeable about martial arts. So we can let the people decide who's the coach and the casual yeah, at any yeah, given yeah. time on any given subject, you feel me? Okay, from here on out, this show will forever be known as the coach and the casual. And here, here, I will, I will drink to that and, uh, yes, and smoke to that and have lots of fun. Yes, hold up. I gotta change it on the, uh, the distributor though, but that shouldn't be too hard to do. Bro, I cannot wait, that's awesome. <laughs> It's a good name. I like the. I'm a little jealous. I didn't think of it myself, <laughs> but I gotta admit that that's why we make such a good team. You know, I go left and you go right, and together we got both ways covered. Wow. All right. So let's get into tomorrow night's event. It's the big week. Everybody's been waiting all summer for this weekend, dude. Like for real, for real. Even Dana White, a couple weeks ago, uh, actually a few weeks ago. He was getting interviewed, and they were talking about how he's doing stuff still, even though COVID's happening. And he says, oh, yeah, you didn't, you didn't see nothing yet. Wait till August. We're going to have a blast in August. And here we are. And I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. As a fan, I'm pretty stoked about this week and this weekend. I think Dana White is just stoked, period, that he is running the only sports show in town. Well, actually, I think now there's a couple more sports shows that are uh, that are up and running. Like, is there basketball back? I think basketball is back to a certain degree, but I think they're having lots of problems with it right now. I don't, I don't think it's going the way they planned it. <laughs> yeah, the whole bubble thing, right? Yeah. I haven't paid much attention to it, but I know a basketball game would be even more boring than it already is with no crowd. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, what's hear, the point? You hear sneakers scratching around like, ski, 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 It's ski, like, ski, could ski. we? Yes. But should we? No. No, we should exactly. not. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, Dana White's thrilled, though, because he's been, uh, he, he not only, his, I think when this first happened, he just wanted to fulfill his contract with ESPN. But... Right. <laughs> 
when he when he realized when he got Yaz Island up and running, he realized he could not only fulfill it, he could blow it out of the water and capitalize on the fact that they're the only show in town right now, and everybody wants to watch it. I man, I feel two ways about it. I got to be honest, I don't fully agree as far as the whole COVID thing, but apparently it's very safe over there, and they're trying to you know do their best. So there's that whatever. Well, the are you actually it, scared of COVID, man? Are you are you really worried about this? I'm not worried about it because I'm being safe. I mean, I still live my life. I'm not crazy shut in, but I am being careful. Dude, like, I was on nothing. the I was on the subway the other day, and I actually got yelled at for not wearing a mask, and so I licked the handrail just to show how few fucks I actually gave. With your dumb ass. Anyway, though, God, because <laughs> I know that's probably true. It is, but, but I, I don't get sick. I haven't been sick in 25 years, John. I'm not worried about COVID, all right? Whatever, whatever, we're off the rails. Listen, what I'm saying here is that, uh, C-Man fuck. Now, what were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about how Dana White is the happiest billionaire on the block right now. He not only, what I have to say here is I, I feel a way about the whole thing because of COVID, but what I, I gotta respect it. Dana White brought the UFC back and he did it with style. He could have made it happen at the apex like how they've been having the lower level fights at the apex or he could have done some other thing that would have been a little bit not as flashy and not as crazy as fight island yaz island is right now so i mean what i'm saying i respect about it is not only that he brought it back so quickly despite covid he did that shit with style bro on like, the he, beach he, like and you he, saw he, the octagon they set up like right on the beach, like like as you say, Mortal Kombat style. They didn't. They didn't have any fights in there. They just did training in it. But still, how awesome would that be? Just to cru- just have a little fun, just a, a expeditionary bout uh, on on Yaz Island on the beach and the beautiful scenery, you know, under the sun and everything. And octagon right there, out in the elements. How how cool would that be? Rough. It's hot now. We got you, bro. <laughs> <clears throat> it is, it is, but you know what? You got the love for the sport, son, <laughs> or don't ya? Man, but yeah, other than that, I think that um, it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool to see uh, <clears throat> a couple of the like a, a couple of the fights on this main card. Um, you know, shout out to everybody on the prelims. Uh, I figure we should stick to the main card. The main card itself is enough. Uh, a couple of these fights. Are pretty crazy, and there's one in particular that I think might be the sleeper fight of the whole night. Wait a second, are there are there any prelims here? I'm trying to show more. Yeah, there's prelims. All right, all right. I, I'm trying to see them on the uh, website, and it's not it's not showing me them. I don't know if they uh, don't have it up for a reason, but that's kind of interesting. Yeah, no, this this card is stacked, son. This is, I mean, it's not the greatest card ever, but it does have the best fight of the year. If you are into UFC, you cannot miss this event. It is, it, if you do it, you will get your card pulled. Yeah. We will pull your if card. If you're a fan, if you're a fan of any level, this is a good weekend for you. Oh my God, we got. Let's let's go over some of these fights, man. All right, all right. Start at the bottom. Start at the bottom. Okay, at the bottom we got uh, John Dawson. Booyah! Versus Mirab Devashili. Okay, good job. That that wasn't it, but that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I've been working on it. I I stared myself in the mirror and I said, you know, you can do this, and I started saying the names, but. 
John Dodson, I have no idea where he's been, but it's good to see that he's back and he's still in the UFC and he's still fighting. I was lucky enough a few years back, my wife took me to an event here in Tampa and he was on the card. It was so dope seeing him fight in person and he won that night too. I haven't I, seen him fight. Is he actually uh, legit? I mean, John Dodson's crazy and it, it's awesome. It translates well in real life. He's badass. And Marab is badass as well. I don't know if you know anything about Marab. I don't. Dude, he's dope. You got to look him up. He's rather newer. And uh, I I believe he's one of Matt Sarah's guys. But Marab is crazy. And he puts hurtings on people. So this fight, because you know how John Dodson gets down. John Dodson's all over the place. He's fast. It's just just my thing is you can have the same fighter go up against, like, you know, an unranked person versus a ranked person. And that's when you really test them out. That's when you see how good their style actually is, you know? So if, if they've been fighting a bunch of unranked people and crushing it, that's good. That gives me hope that they can do the same, you know, against ranked individuals. But it's a, it's a rank- high step, man. What's the ranking difference between Marab and Dodson right now? I don't think either of them are ranked. Dodson's out of the rankings? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think either of them are ranked right now. Dang, so that if Marab wins, then he gets closer to the rankings. And if yeah, Dodson wins, maybe he gets back into the rankings. I'm going to check. I thought they, they'd show it right there, but they actually don't, which is uh, absolutely uh, pitiful. Uh, see, that makes, that makes more sense to me. Is it, you, you think he's actually ranked, huh? I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. Dodson's been out for a minute. All right, Bantamweight. <laughs> oh, wow. Marab is ranked. He's number 15, just okay. uh, just behind Sean O'Malley, <laughs> who's okay. 14. And uh, John Dotson is also ranked. He's ranked 12. Okay, I thought so. I thought they only ranked the top 10, but it looks like they ranked 15. No, now. it's top 15, yeah, man. <laughs> okay. Um, that's the thing. Marab is trying to make his way up, and they put Dotson in a gatekeeper position pretty much, but that's a hell of a gatekeeper. Yo, the the uh, the 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 bantam weight uh, is just stacked, man. Like, come on, Marlon, Morose, Peter Yan. What are you doing? We're not talking about bantam weight. That is, they're bantam weight. They're they're bantam oh, weight fighters. Is... Yeah, they're bantam weight fighters. We are talking fighters. about bantam weight. Hurry up and continue. We're talking about bantam weight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it's stacked. Look, we got Marlon Morose, Aljamain Sterling, Cody Gobrant, uh, Jose Aldo, Cody Stammen, Dominic Cruz. Dude, it goes on and on, bro. This is that's got to be one of the most stacked divisions. It's I know. A bunch of killers. I know a lot of people don't pay attention to them so much because they're you know littler guys. But I'm telling you, this this whole division looks like straight up next oh, yeah. to uh, yeah next to lightweight or something. It looks uh, it looks it's insane. Anger. Yeah, yeah, it's insane, man. It, the whole division. I, I can't. There's so many guys that are so talented that if you match them up with each other, I can't even say who's got the advantage. Because... That's what I'm saying, dude. And now you gotta. I wish we had time right now. You gotta look up Marab when you get a sec. I will do that. You'll see what I mean. He's no joke. So that's my pick for sleeper fight of the night. I think it's gonna be a good one. Um, I'm not sure who I got winning, but I just think that's gonna be the badass fight of the night. Now, what is Dodson's record, really quick? Can you tell me that? Twenty-two and eleven. Oh, nice. Um, what is uh Marab's? Eleven and four. Okay. So they're both be- about the same win to lose ratio. It's gonna be a good fight. It's gonna be a good fight. Who we got next? <laughs> we got 
Herbert Burns and Daniel Pineda. Gilbert Burns' little brother. Yeah, I didn't even know he had a little brother that was into uh, MMA. So, uh, and his little brother is 32. Wow, he's not that little. Uh, I wonder if he's the older brother. I'm not sure. Maybe. What's his, what's his record so far in the UFC? Uh, 11 and 2, which is actually very respectable. That's really good. What, <laughs> and now the guy he's fighting, Pineda, what's his record? 26 and 13. Huh. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm thinking uh, Herbert Burns is going to have this, man. <laughs> Oh, I, I mean, you can't go by record alone. Anybody could have a good night. No, no, that. that's true. Especially if they're they're fighting nobodies, they're gonna have a skewed record. But Gilbert Burns is a fucking monster, dude. And his division, he could very well destroy Usman, the Nigerian well, nightmare. I, I, you're not talking about <laughs> Gilbert right now. We're talking about his brother Herbert. I know, Herbert. I know. I've never but, seen him fight. I but mean, what I'm is. trying to say is, you know they got to spar together. You know that they, if one brother's got the talent, odds are 90% the other one's got the touch as well. And so I'm saying there's a 90% chance here that uh, Herbert Burns is going to be just as, as nasty to deal with in the, in the octagon as his brother. And uh, that's scary. There's a, chance. there's a chance, of course. But, I mean, <laughs> you have to think about it this way. He's not his brother. Just like, just like Anthony Pettis isn't his brother. You know what I'm saying? These guys have different skill sets. Yeah, of course they train together, and they train with the champ, too. That's saying a lot. He's probably going to win. But, I mean, these guys are all different. You can't compare him to his brother like that. You're right. You're right. He probably uh, got beat up by uh, Gilbert quite a bit in his youth. I bet they had some knockdown, drag-out fights when they were younger, bro. Damn. Probably, man. Probably. So, okay, really, really quick sidebar because we're climbing up the event. I got you, but really quick sidebar. <clears throat> do you know? Do you know what I heard? And I don't know if it's it's confirmed yet. I heard that Neil Magny has a fight coming up, and guess who it is? Neil Magny. Neil Magny. I don't know who that is. Are you serious? I don't know all the fighters, Sean. I'm gonna... uh, sh shout out to Neil Magny. Um, I know who you are, bro. No, Neil Magny's a pretty dope fighter. He's on a good comeback streak. He was doing pretty bad for a minute. And he's got <clears throat> Robbie Lawler next, of all people. But it's less exciting since you don't know who Neil Magny is. Let's well, I'm looking. Him. He's actually got... He's won, uh, it looks like, every single one of his fights he's fought in in the UFC. The he Haitian, undefeated. The no, Haitian sensation, undefeated. dude. I'm looking right now, bro. I don't see him losing anything. Oh, my bad, my bad. No, no, I was yeah. looking. No, he did lose. He did lose. He, he lost uh, at least one fight. That's it, though. That's all I see is one fight. Oh, my God. Dude, he only lost one fight, dude. And, and out of uh, six, what, he's lost one. His, seven. His record says he's seven and one. No, his record says he's twenty three and eight. But you gotta remember that's uh they they include your your amateur fights. Anything that has a referee, they include. <laughs> but I'm looking at his record right now in the UFC, and they're saying that he has fought seven times and only lost once. The ones he lost was to. Uh, Sergio Morales in 2013. That was his first time, I'm guessing, that he fought in the UFC. That's the only loss he has in the UFC? Mm-hmm. 
No yep. way. Hold, I'm going to pull it up myself. You doubt my Google abilities? Yeah, totally. Hold on one second. I'm going to look this up. Neil Magni UFC Oh, my bad. My bad. I, I've been reading this wrong. You're right. <laughs> Yeah, you little bitch. You make me sick. But okay, I'm gonna. You don't, don't, don't even. I'm gonna read it since I pulled it up, I took the time. I'm gonna read it. You just hold on. So he's lost. We go. Two, three. We have one, four. Two. Hold up, I'm, I'm gonna pull this whole thing up right now. Oh, I gotta make it bigger. Five. He's lost five times. Six times. I count one, two, three, four, five. Okay, yeah, we got six. So that's six and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Six and sixteen. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. Okay. Or 16 and 6 or whatever. I don't know. But that is against uh, lesser ranked individuals. So I don't... Come on. Before you say that, actually look at the shit, man. Look at some of these names. Okay. Rapio Dos Anajos. ass right now. Rapio, uh, Craig White. Who the fuck is Craig White, dude? Come on. Okay. Let's talk about these wins. Hold on a second. You've got <clears throat> Carlos Condit. Okay, Johnny Hendricks, Hector Lombard, Kelvin Gastelum. Kevin, right. he beat he, Kevin? No, he didn't. No, he, yeah. He oh, yeah, him. he did beat Kevin. Wow, that was uh, 2015, five years ago. My Lord. Yeah, man. I mean, he's won some fights, bro. I mean, a lot of these are nobodies, but a lot of them are names, too. Oh, he lost to Damian Maya. That was one of his losses. That's forgivable. Yeah. Damian Maya is a beast, man. When it comes to jiu-jitsu, he's like, he's king. The king. Yeah, and now he's got Robbie Lawler coming up. That's wild. I think he's probably going to beat Lawler. I, I think both fighters are past their prime. So that's a tough fight to pick. Because both fighters are not... You don't even know who Neil Magny is. So what are you talking about? Well, I thought you were talking about um, Robbie Lawler and Damian Maya. No, no. So he's fighting Neil well, Magny? <laughs> I can't believe Lawler's fighting. Like, I mean, I thought he was done. He should actually. He's not that old though, is he? How old is uh? Let me let's Google this. My lord. Because I think Robbie Law looks like he's only like thirty six. That doesn't matter. Have you seen his fighting lately? Oh my god, he just he just like like kind of wiggles there like a, a fish out of water, he's, man. He just he has no ferocity anymore. He used to be so ferocious. He is the Muhammad Ali of the UFC. Okay, he's 38 years old, so he should still have, you know, two more years of fighting, but he doesn't. He's too old. His brain's banged <laughs> up, bro. Yeah, he was He was pretty uh, vicious, took some hits, man, that's for sure. Uh, so, okay, having said all that, what do we got next? We got the heavyweight bout, one of the heavyweight bouts, with Juniors Dos Santos and uh, Yarzino yeah. Rosenstrack. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's going to be... Now we're talking to the good stuff, man. The high-octane stuff, you know, that uh, that makes these your lips guys, go numb. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about, these John. Guys are, these guys are both hard hitters. 
And they're both uh, they're both dope with their striking, but the difference is that Junior Dos Santos is a stylized boxer. Yeah. Rosenstrike Rosenstrike is a striker, but he's not really a boxer. You know what I'm saying? He seems like a bomb know, thrower. He, yeah, he's a destroyer. I don't know a lot about his footwork. I know Dos Santos has some good footwork and good boxing. Dos Santos is not to be played with. But he is not the same scary Junior Dos Santos he used to be. I will say yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, when was the last time Dos Santos has, has actually won a fight? I know he's lost a lot of fights recently. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I guess I'll pull it up because you, you really <laughs> suck. Um, hold on a second. Let me see. And then Rosenstrike, like, isn't he the one who just lost to Nganu or was that somebody else? Uh... No, that that was another Rosen strike, but I don't think that was this Rosen strike. There's no other Rosen strike, dude. Dude, man, it that I don't think that was him, dude. Cause hold on, let's let's take a look here. Oh, they don't show his actual fights. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> oh wow, uh, Dos Santos beat Derek Lewis. Really? Yeah, and then he got beat by Curtis Blades. Yeah, and uh, and Nagano too. Nagano uh, whooped him up like in one minute flat. One Dude. minute flat, son. Who's the guy who just fought Nagano and got knocked out as soon as they started throwing fists? I think it was Rosenstrike. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up right now. It, there's no way it can be the same guy. There's no way. Ooh, Nagano is ranked number two now, right behind DC. Yeah, that's why if Stipe wins, it's him and Ngato next, which would be really cool. Oh my god, it was him. It really was him. I told <laughs> you, bro, and did you You didn't see that fight? That shit was crazy. They both came out, the ref says fight. They both came out, walked straight towards each other, and were just like winging hooks. And like Rosenstrike got caught twice and was sleeping. It was crazy. Nuganu didn't. Here's the messed up part. Nuganu didn't even hit him on the button, like on the chin, where you want to go and knock someone out. And he didn't even hit him like flush with his fist, as like his first two knuckles that you want to nail people with. He hit him See, with like. I don't agree, and I'm gonna pull the fight up right now and look <laughs> at it because I think he freaking caught him. He he oh he hit him, but he didn't he didn't hit him flush. It wasn't a great hit, but it still knocked him out cold, man. Let me see. Naganu versus Rosenstrike. I'm telling you, John, I, I, I don't forget these things ever. Hold on, I'm watching it right now. There he is, little, little, low kick, little jab. Boom, boom, little, little low kick. Whoop, whoop, bat, 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 haymaker, pat, pat. It was the right. He caught him with the right, and then he caught him with the right again. Yeah. Dude. But he didn't. He didn't land him flush though. It wasn't like a, a great yeah, hit. That right. That but, right wasn't beautiful, but it yeah. caught him right <laughs> on the jaw, dude. Mm, on the jaw? I don't know about that. Hold on, let me see yeah, here. Hold on, I'm gonna pause this shit. Yeah, it was on the jaw. It was. He caught. He clipped him, but it was enough to catch him. Man, I I think um, I think Nuganu has just got some sort of secret power like like some sort of african like voodoo ritual they did 
to him where like you know they like bathe him in goat's blood or something and sacrifice some pigs you know by letting him punch it to death and the power of the pig got infused in his hand or something and now when he just touches you you just go to sleep like you just get knocked out you can't even stop it yeah dude that right hook <laughs> caught him on the jaw you say what you want that caught him right on the button i that think it's uh, well, I haven't got a chance to watch the uh, the, the the review. The, the... It's twenty six seconds. You should pull it up and watch it. I know, but it, you know how they are about showing um, about showing uh, uh, the actual fights. You know, you gotta basically get it. Hold on, let me see. Is this it right here? I just watched it on YouTube. It's twenty six <laughs> seconds long. Um, send me the link. You are tripping right now. Go to freaking YouTube. <laughs> Nganu versus Rose. Oh my god, if you just would have copied and pasted it, I would have been watching it by now, John, instead of still looking just for go this. To freaking YouTube. Like a grown man. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Let me see what this is here. Uh, no, no, that's your reaction to. Dude, I'm telling you, man, it's. Uh... Alright, hold on. I'll send you the link, but let's just continue the conversation. Hold on, okay? I can't believe he's fighting so soon. That wasn't that long ago. That was like two months ago. I thought you were supposed to to go like three months without any contact or something if you get knocked out in a fight. Yeah, I think Dana White is uh, letting a lot of little stuff slide just now because of reasons. <clears throat> You mean uh, a lot of them? Like money reasons? Yeah. A lot of the fighters that are good to go right now, they're like, okay, well, I'm good to go. And he's saying, well, then let's go. And, I mean, Rosenstreit got knocked out, but maybe he got <laughs> cleared. You know, I'm pretty sure Dana <coughs> might have waved his magic hand and cleared him. Dude, you know? you, there's no getting clear from getting knocked out by Nuganu's bombs. I'm sorry, man. That man... <laughs> Probably sure? still cannot do algebra, John. All right. <clears throat> Are you sure about that? You know what? I'm gonna have to get. Normally, normally I would go with Rosenstrike on this situation, but because he just came out for getting knocked out, and I know that that affects people, dude. That makes you even easier to get knocked out your second fight if you don't. Re you get a full recovery from that, and even if you do, you can lose your chin permanently. <laughs> and um. <laughs> I, I think, think Junior Dos Santos is going to take him. I think Junior Dos Santos needs a win. He really does. But I think Rosenstrike isn't going to be scared. I think he's going to be mad as hell. And he's going to come out looking for blood. So it might be a pretty good fight. No, I think it's going to be a good fight. <coughs> I think uh, you know, Dos Santos is going to be a little more technical. And Rosenstrike is going to be a little more furious. But I'm sorry, dude. I think that I think that that devastating knockout that, that you know uh, Naganu dealt to him is gonna play a factor in this. I, if it, I think if he gets nailed on the chin too many times, he's going to sleep, and there's nothing he can do to stop it. We'll see. Speaking of the knockout, you have to have received that link by now. Look it up and, and watch it. It's really quick. You got to see what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking. Yeah. <laughs> now you watch this shit. I'm watching all 20 seconds of it. You tell me this right hook doesn't land. It's it's right on his jaw. It's quick, but it's there. Okay, yeah, yeah. He did get him on the jaw. I was talking about the left. 
I, I, uh, when I saw it originally, I didn't see the replay. I just saw the, the quick time, and I saw him bounce him off with the uh, left, off the top of his head, and that's when it looked like he went down. But you're right. He actually got him with the right before the left. And that, and that, <coughs> that was by luck because they were just winging haymakers. Like once the, fly, once the fist started flying, they were both just winging haymakers, and Nganu caught him. Yeah, but Nganu's better, man. When it comes to throwing haymakers, Nganu is a king. He's there was no style king. involved. He was just he caught him, and it was harder. I and dare you to say that to Nagano's face. All right. Why would I do that? I exactly. What? It's the truth. If if Nagano, if I was interviewing him, I would say, listen, it seems like there's really no technique involved. You're a very hard hitter, but how would you describe your style? You can insult somebody if you wrap it up in the right questions. Yeah, you know what he's gonna do. He's going to go like, well, uh, Mr. Reporter friend, how about I show you what I am talking about? And he's just going to drill you, dude. And when that happens, Sean, we will be rich. Truly, truly rich. I don't know what you're talking about, man. I'm going to say that you tried to, like, molest him or something, bro. That's Nugano, dude. He's a, he's, he's a king in this sport, son. He's almost like royalty. It's good to know that you'd sell me out. Having said that, who we got next on the card? You we got, got, you, got you got Nganu on this one. You said you got Nganu over Rosenstruck. Uh, uh, no, no, no I, Santos. Santos yeah, only <laughs> and, and, and I say that only because Rosenstrike got knocked out, and I think that's going to play a role. But otherwise, I would go with Rosenstrike. But because of that, no, I'm going with the Santos. <laughs> I'm going to go with Dos Santos by decision, but I think Rosenstrike is out for blood. Who we got next? We got Sean O'Malley and Marlon Vera. Oh, yeah, that's right. Now, listen, man. <laughs> I want your opinion on this guy and this fight because I have a real opinion on this. So you go first. <laughs> You're saying my opinion is not validated? No, I'm saying you go first because I know what I think. Okay. I just want to know your thoughts first. Okay, man. I mean, Vera is he's a decent fighter. I haven't really seen him fight or pay attention to him too much. I have paid attention very intimately, and I do stress the word intimately, with Sean O'Malley, all right? He's got the same first name as me, Sean and Sean, Sean the Bomb, that's what we how we go by. And <clears throat> he's got clown hair still. He's got he's riding the rainbow, son, the power of the, the rainbow. He has You're got this. You're both fucking dorks. You're both dorks. <laughs> and, that, and that's, don't ever underestimate a dork, John. Just don't do it, all right? Oh, I, I, I'm going to say that Sean Malley is going to crush Vera. Like, it's not even going to be close. Oh, why, but Why do you say that, though? Why do you say but that? I do, I do think it is going to go the distance. I think Sean Malley is going to win by decision in the third round. And uh, actually, no, is that, is that a co-main? Is that five rounds? I don't, I, don't believe, I don't think. I think it's uh, five rounds. It's co-main. Yeah, yeah, it is co-main. So that, I think that means it's five rounds. Uh, I'm looking to see if they say, and they're not saying... But yeah, it probably is five rounds. In that case, ooh, man, <laughs> is it? I don't know. It might it might end in the fourth or fifth round, but it might go a distance too. That's tough. It's definitely. I think it's definitely not going to be a quick knockout. And I think Sean Malley is going to be tested. But I think Sean Malley is going to pass that test with flying colors that he's got on his hair, son. Why do you have Sean O'Malley winning? <laughs> because 
he has got a very unorthodox style that throws people's game off. Like John Jones, man, he's unorthodox. He looks like John Jones when John Jones was a rookie, right? When he was doing all that crazy stuff and he was knocking people out and getting, you know, just crazy, crazy nights of cocaine and then just, you know, knock you out cold. That's what John Jones does. And um, I got to say, I think that Sean O'Malley is on that same train of uh, momentum that John Jones was on when he was in that same position. You knew the UFC and is working his way up the rankings. I think Sean O'Malley is a, na a force of nature that's going to have to be reckoned with, and Vera just doesn't have what it takes. You sound like a <laughs> fucking fan. Like, you haven't given me any reason why Sean O'Malley's going to win. Like, oh, well, he does spinning stuff, and he's exciting. <laughs> I did. He's unorthodox. It throws the timing of his opponents off. He's very talented. He's very quick. He's got great cardio, and his hair just makes you say, what the fuck, dude? And it throws your game off. You're looking at his hair and his, his rainbows. See, you've been hypnotized by this bullshit. Sean O'Malley is a talented fighter. I got to say that. He is. And I think that Sean O'Malley has a bright future, but I believe that Sean O'Malley has been fighting nobodies and all that spinny, flippity, whippity shit. Yeah, like John Jones used to do, but that stuff doesn't work on a seasoned fighter with an IQ that's not scared of him. You know what I mean? And like my other thing, as it far does as work. Stuff, you just don't get the knockout, but it does what it does. As far as John, hold up, because there's two parts of this. As far as John Jones goes. He used to be exciting. He is no longer a very exciting fighter. He's still winning fair and square. But Barely. Changed, by the, you know, the skin of his teeth. But he doesn't even do that shit anymore. Now, Sean O'Malley, when I, when I think about him fighting Cheeto Vera, it's like, okay, well, maybe the UFC finally decided to put somebody in front of him. Cheeto Vera is a tough-ass guy. He's not, I don't think he's anything to scream about. But at least he's not some nobody tomato can that's just going to get scared of Sean O'Malley and get knocked out by a telegraphed spinning punch. Yeah, this is his toughest fight yet. What is, what is uh, uh, Vera ranked at? Let me look here. Phantom weight. But, but the, other, the other part of that, though, is, I mean, again, I, I, I like when I was talking to you off, the, off air and I referenced uh, Alex, Caceres, Alex Caceres versus Jair Rodriguez. <laughs> They're both doing all these flashy, spinny, whippy kicks and back fists and stuff, and hardly anything was landing. Like, that stuff doesn't work against somebody who's not willing to stand there and play that game with you and who knows how to get inside. And Sean O'Malley, he's been touting his jiu-jitsu all week and saying, well, I'm not a black belt, but I'm really good at no-gi jiu-jitsu. Somebody who is actually has a fight IQ and actually has a real skill set and a little bit of seasoning would take Sean O'Malley in the deep water, and I don't know if he can handle that. Now, is Vera the guy to do it? I do not know. I know that if, if Vera... Vera's not even ranked. He's not even in the top 15, man. Neither is Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley is. He's number 14, son. He's got uh, room to spare. He could lose this fight and still be in the top 15. Yeah, he must have <laughs> just got in the rankings. But, dude, all I'm saying is he might win this fight. I, I think he is. this is still kind of a gimme. I don't know if Chito Vera is that awesome. But the thing is, Sean O'Malley is not going to be able to do all that crazy stuff to a real fighter. Like how he keeps on calling out Cody Garbrandt. Sean O'Malley would get pieced up, and I think that Vera's best interest... Wow. Cody Garbrandt's looking it. really good right now. That's, that's we'll, not a fair assessment. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Hold on. I think it's Cheeto Vera's best interest tomorrow night to not let this fight go to decision. 
if he's going to win, he's going to have to stop Sean O'Malley because the hype train is real. The judges suck. And Dana White, that's one of Dana White's boys. So Chito Vera better not let this go to the judges or else he can kiss it goodbye. I he's agree. Gonna to, he's going to have to stop Sean O'Malley or else I'm calling it Sean O'Malley either by decision or KL. Probably decision, though. I think it's going to be fourth round. Fourth round, uh, Sean O'Malley is going to TKO him. That's me. Now, when I say decision, that's me assuming his cardio is good. I don't yeah. know. We're going to see. Yeah, Sean, see neither have done a, a five-round fight before. But Sean O'Malley, man, he looks like he's got some mean cardio. Like, he's, he's pretty mean in the third round, just like he is in the first. What third round have you seen him in? Well, I mean, there was a there was at least one fight he went to the third. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah, the one where he broke his foot. <coughs> and the guy he was fighting could have won. All that guy had to do was take a step back, and when Sean O'Malley couldn't walk, the ref would have had to stop the fight. Instead, he took Sean O'Malley down. It he is on most... a twelve win fight streak. Twelve fight win streak. Man, yeah, he went uh, to the third round uh, all the way to decision with uh, Sakumath. Sukmatan or Sukmath, yeah, yeah. Every other fight has been a first round knockout, man. Actually, no, he went the distance also with uh, Ware, but every other fight has been a first round knockout, man. So it's either he's going the distance or he's knocking him out in the first round. That's that's his record. Saying is, if it goes the distance, man, Vera better hope that. You know, he stops him. Because if it goes the distance, O'Malley's got that. So, having said that, I do think Cody Garbrandt is a scrub. But Cody Garbrandt is a scrub that has seasoning and a fight IQ. I don't think right now is the time for Sean O'Malley to fight <laughs> Cody Garbrandt. I think that Dana White's trying to put Sean O'Malley in a different position. He's trying to Conor McGregor, Sean O'Malley. They're protecting him. And I feel like Cody well, Garbrandt's dropping down a weight class, and people are like, oh, well, he's scared of Sean O'Malley. Here's, he's not scared of Sean O'Malley. He just knows that he can drop down a weight class and probably dominate. I think Sean O'Malley can definitely beat Cody Garbrandt 100%. Now, the problem is, will he? Because Cody Garbrandt, his, he had to totally redo his style. He got knocked out by TJ Dillashaw too many times. And now if you just look at him and too quickly, he, he loses consciousness. <laughs> he has, wow. he's, got, he's got like the weakest chin of any UFC fighter now, man. He really does. And wow. so he had to redo his style to accommodate for that. And he did it. Yeah. I didn't he think was, he could, but he did it. Yeah, he's doing like the, the, the bobbing and the weaving and he's avoiding enough damage that he's not getting touched where he can actually still light people up. So he's actually really scary right now, but still, keep in mind, Cody Garbrandt still has a weak chin. I guarantee you, if you just slap him, not even with a manly slap, like a girly slap on the chin, he's going out. But the thing <laughs> is, if Cody Garbrandt fought Sean O'Malley, it would be a thing where he would his whole trick would have to be, don't play Sean O'Malley's game. Don't get lured into a, a slugfest with all this crazy spinning but, technique. But Sean O'Malley but likes to dance on the outside, too. But that's what I'm saying. And Cody Garbrandt gets emotional. He gets mad. Like, when TJ Dillashaw beat him the second time, yeah, TJ Dillashaw was on drugs, so, you know, whatever. But that's that the way he beat him, 
was beautiful. He picked apart Cody Garbrandt's style like a true general, and he played upon it, and he knew Cody Garbrandt was going to get mad, and it was the perfect... It, it, it was exactly how he planned, because Cody Garbrandt drops his left every time he goes to throw that right hook. And TJ Dillashaw timed it and kept stinging him, stinging him every time. And instead of abandoning the technique, Garbrandt got mad and kept trying to throw that right and kept getting stung. Hold on, let me ask you now. What do you think the odds are that TJ Dillashaw was on PEDs when he fought Cody Garbrandt? No, he was. But here's the thing. They have his samples. And they they said they were going to go back and test them, but we never heard about the results. So that to me sounds shady as hell. Interesting. That to me sounds like they did have a problem. They found out he was probably using that EPO stuff the whole time, like everyone was saying he was. But they didn't want that known that they had had a fighter be so successful using that so they just basically pretended like it didn't happen and suspended him for two years whatever it was and um there's a lot of fighters that have gone under the radar or that have gotten quietly you know suspended or quietly punished because they're trying to still conduct business but like well sean o'malley's one of them sean o'malley was suspended man for a year and a half for peds yeah (laughs) and i mean the thing is like i mean cody garbrandt again i'm not a fan of his but he said it. He's like, dude, TJ's the one who taught us how to do that shit. And then, you know, you think about what Nate Diaz says. He's like, look, all of these fighters use drugs. Everybody, I mean, I know not all of them do, but I think, I would I would say most of them probably do in some way, shape, or form. I mean, that's uh, the sport. I don't know about most. Um, I think there's definitely a few of them, like TJ Dillashaw, that have managed to fly under the radar with uh, the latest, greatest uh, PEDs, you know, from Mother Russia, whatever they're getting them from. <laughs> and um, I think, especially the Russian fighters, man, especially the Russian fighters. I'm sorry, but the Russians are the worst when it comes to PEDs. Like, they have the best uh, PEDs, stuff that we don't even know about yet. That's how advanced it is. And they like it that way because they use it for uh, for the Olympics. Like, what well, you're saying a lot right now. Like, what is this? This sounds like really unfounded. No, I, let me tell. You, I had a friend. His name was Zuli, and uh, I worked at the post office with him. And he was uh, from what was it? Uh, Yugoslavia, or it was some some uh, eastern, you know, half uh, uh, Russian country. And he was on the uh, wrestling team for the Olympics. He went to the Olympics and wrestled in the Olympics. And he said that uh, as soon as he got on the team, the coach came around and he's like, he gave him all these uh, steroids he had to take and stuff. And um, everybody had to do it. Everybody did it. It was like, you have, when you're at that level competing, you have to do it. And they, it's the, the new steroids that they don't even know how to test for yet. You remember, like all these steroids that come out, it took them years to figure out how to test for it. If there's one they just made like just a couple of years ago, you can take that and they'll never even know. I mean, they'll see you'll have elevated levels of testosterone or, you know, whatever you got going on blood chemistry. But you could say that's from diuretics too. You know, you could be like, well, I've been taking a lot of creatine and that messes you up as well. So, um, yeah, but basically he, he, he opened my eyes. He told me that uh, all those fighters, especially the Russians, are the worst of the worst. Wow. 
Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sure in here in the UFC, but then again, the UFC fighters are tested by USADA more than any other, you know, uh, discipline of sports. I don't think there's any other discipline that's as tested as a UFC fighter. So they really try hard, and they test for a lot of steroids. They have to vary it up because they can't. They don't have enough blood samples or urine samples to test for every single uh, steroid, and it'd be too expensive. So they only test like half of them. The bottom line is you can get past it though if you're good enough. For a while. <laughs> for a while. Eventually they will That's, get you. Listen, like Piche Villajal. Everybody gets caught sooner or later, but you can get past it for a little while. So. For long enough to get the belt if you're lucky. Exactly. I mean, these people, a lot of people have a plan. You never know. But uh, having said all that. Oh, um, the granddaddy fight of the year. Boy, is coming up. Yeah, man. Now this we one, got okay. Stipe Miocic versus Daniel Cormier. Yep, for all the marbles, they each got one one up on each other. This is the rubber match. This is the end-all, be-all. Well, technically DC is a little bit more up on them than, uh, than he is on him. What? Well, because DC knocked him out. What was it the second round? And... Uh, and uh, uh, Stipe Miocic got him, what was it, was it the third or fourth round? Let me see. I'm going to have to look this up. I think it was the fourth, but who cares? <laughs> Winning's winning. What are you talking I care. About? I care, John. It matters to that's me how stupid. you win, not just whether you win or not. Man, that's dumb. Okay, so let's talk about it. The first fight, Daniel Cormier lands a very lucky right hook and drops Stipe with a punch. Uh, let's not just say lucky. Let's say that Daniel Cormier had a plan and executed that plan. He did. He did the framing. <laughs> he was framing the whole time, and then he caught him. So, I mean, okay, it wasn't a winged punch. It wasn't a, a just close your eyes and throw a punch. Fair enough. But that everybody was sitting there as shocked as I was, like, wow, he just did that. He, he got lucky. Because Stipe, I mean, everybody can get caught. I'm not trying to make excuses for Stipe, but that was wild that his chin just like, I mean, that, that shot really put his lights out. So Daniel Cormier got that one fair and square. So now that's how he became double champ and everything else. He made Stipe wait forever. He went and tried to fight Brock Lesnar, and then he gave Derek Lewis a fight for no reason. That was stupid. Everybody <laughs> knew Derek Lewis was going to lose that fight. Wow. I hope he got paid. Well, I just want to say... I just found out that uh, DC trains less than uh, an hour's drive away from me. Not true. I might have to stop by that uh, that gym and uh, check up. it out. Pull up, and say hi, ask him if he wants to get interviewed by Scrap Talk. That'd be amazing. Or by uh, by the coach of the casual. Yeah, yeah, the coach and the casual. That's what I'll do, man. I'll be like, I I'll do like what I did to uh, um, the Black Widow. Uh, you know the Black Widow for pool. <laughs> like when I saw her, she had an expedition, and I came up to her and I challenged her to a battle for a kiss. And I had every dime I had. I was like 18 years old at the time, and I had every dollar I took out of my ATM. It was like $300, and <clears throat> I, I had it in my hand. And I was like, "If you win, you can have my money, and if I win, I get to kiss you." And then at that moment, like her security tackled me and just like held me down, like I wasn't even there. And she's just sitting there laughing at me the whole time. It was so humiliating. <laughs> that bitch. John, that was at a Planet Nine Ball, right? It was at Planet Nine Ball. Yeah, you know how I know that? Because I was there, Sean. You were? 
I was there, Sean. I went with you. You did? No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I saw her run the damn table on a bunch of people. It was amazing. Oh, yes. She's so amazing. Like, she let this guy, She's. She, I remember she let this guy have the first shot. She's like, okay, look, if you don't land all these ball, if you don't get all these balls on the break, then I'm going to get the whole table. And the guy didn't land any shot at all, and she ran the whole table on him, like, super fast, and then she won on break. Uh, I mean, she was amazing. That's my girl. I'm going to take her virginity one day. One day. Uh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Back I'm to saying. the topic, though, because DC and Stevie Oak shit is way more entertaining than the Black Widow. I'm sorry, but this fight is going to be fight of the year. Fight of the year, John. Fight uh, of the year. First of all, you didn't get tackled. Secondly, listen, this fight <laughs> is going to be pretty crazy, I think, because the second fight, the second fight, Stipe made an, made an adjustment during the battle, and it paid off. And that's a good fighter. That's what, in a lot of ways, defines a good fighter. You can make an adjustment, you know, in the heat of battle and, and get your mind well, out of Well, here's time. what Stipe said. He said that he doesn't make adjustments. His corner does, and he just listens to them without any hassle. Like, he's just like, if they that's, tell him to... If they tell him to strip down naked and dance around the ring like a chicken, Stipe Miocic will do that. That's how much trust he has in his corner. And it paid off the last fight. It paid off huge. It was, it was a beautiful adjustment because that whole fight, Cormier, again, he was trying to win this fight and retire like a god. He was trying to look so good. And he got cute. And he started trying to show off. And it's, it's, the sad thing about that is he was winning. I'm not. He was winning. He was winning that fight. And, um, Until he took that punch to the solar plexus. If it had gone a decision, he would have won clearly. But... The thing is, Stipe or his corner or whatever, they made that adjustment, and Cormier had no answer for it. And that's why I love fighting, that chess match element, that, that, that like, okay, well, look, you're doing this, and my stuff's not working, but I see this little opening, and I'm going to try to exploit that. And, Dan, I mean, I remember when he hit him, like, the second or third time he caught him in the liver. Yeah, and, and DC's eyes just lit up. Yeah, his eyes lit up, and he stopped in his tracks. It was crazy. And that's when I—that's when everybody in Wing House stood up and started screaming, and it was pretty awesome. And I mean, soon after that, the fight was over. So both fights, my point here is, both fights ended in pretty awesome fashion for both guys. They were both pretty glorious for both guys. So this one really is, in a lot of different ways, not just the belt, for all the marbles. Neither of us believe it, but Cormier's talking all that retirement BS. And I don't think Stipe's going to I think he said, well, uh, he said earlier this week that he's not going anywhere. So, I mean, this is going to be a big one. This belt means a lot. Who do you think is going to win? I know it does. Because, you know, John Jones is going to fight the winner, according to uh, uh, Dana White. That's what Dana White says. He says yeah. he has offered it to John Jones, and um, he has I not said no. Right. I heard he offered it to DC, not Stipe, though. No, he he. What he said is, uh, it, what he said was, uh, if DC wins, uh, he is gonna make John Jones versus DC. And then they said, well, what if uh, uh, Stipe wins? He said, I'll do the same. He said, no matter who wins, they get John Jones. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that's like almost word for word what he said. Now here's the thing, though. Has John Jones? Like talk to Dana White about this. I don't know. This might just be Dana White being uh, optimistic. If he's, if he's so certain, then that must mean he has enough money to make it so that they can't refuse. 
It's like that's the kind of money where it's like, look, this is life-changing money, and you'd be an idiot to turn this down, or you're just that scared of your opponent. He's you already made saying? that. He, the DC's already fought John Jones like twice and lost. <laughs> well, only once, technically. What are you talking about? He lost twice. Yeah, the other time John Jones got disqualified. No, he didn't. I'm pretty sure he did. That's why he lost the belt. John Jones's only disqualification was against Matt Hamill. Uh, no, it was the uh, Picograms. The Picograms. That's what it was. He got popped for Picograms. And uh, then he lost the belt, and they took away that win because he had an assistant that they tested him the night of the, the thing, and that's when they found the picograms. <laughs> Prove it. Pull that up. Okay. John Jones record. Let's see here. Let's see. Let's go all the way down to, uh, all right, Alex Gustin. DC. <clears throat> Um, decision overturned. They overturned it. That's what happened. He lost it, but they overturned it because they wanted John Jones to keep his amazing record. Overturned. Wait and, a minute. And what is his record? Yeah, it's overturned. He he lost it. I remember he it was a loss. It counted as a loss on his record, but then they overturned it because they wanted to preserve John Jones's record because he's allegedly the goat. Hold on. No, dude. Daniel Cormier. NC. There's a no contest. Yeah. Yeah. Overturn. No contest. Kick to the head. Okay. I see it. <clears throat> wow. Well, and John Jones is the no, number one pound for pound so, fighter so right now. That. That's technical, though. But you got to think about it as far as what we're talking about. Cormier lost to Jones twice. Whatever the records say, whatever the reasoning and whatever, Cormier lost to John Jones he twice did. physically and mentally. I, I will I will not argue that point with you. He 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 did lose to John Jones fair and square uh, twice. But um, <clears throat> here's the thing though, if it does happen, it'll happen at heavyweight, this uh, rematch. And it's going to be a different... And John Jones knows that. John Jones knows this is not the same as light heavyweight. Cormier's got more weight. He's more dangerous. He's going to have more knockout power. But he's still going to be Cormier. He's still going to have his endurance. Right, which is why John Jones will probably still win. Because John Jones is just going to be bigger John Jones. And he's already he's already going to know how to carry his weight around. He might be a little bit slower. But how much can John Jones uh, gain? How much weight can Bones gain, man? He got his name Bones for a reason, man. You're assuming a lot right now, dude. These guys are professional athletes with very expensive professional teams around them. I'm All just right? saying, John Jones weight. with 20 pounds of fat on him might not be the same John Jones that you know. And he's not no, even the same not. John Jones he was 10 years ago. His conditioning is going to change, but that's the thing. That's going to mean, okay, what do we do? Come up with a game plan to try to get him the hell out of here early, or do we try to get my conditioning to where we're ready to weather this storm for five rounds? Because Cormier is going to be like, well, welcome to my world, little boy. Get ready to get rode on and get grinded and get tired and get dirty boxed, and it's going to be ugly. All right, so John Jones's conditioning is going to be the factor in winning or losing. Um, I don't know, man. I honestly feel like, yes, uh, John Jones obviously has the advantage at light heavyweight, 
but at heavyweight, I feel it's even. I feel like it's anyone's game. So much that I I can't even make a prediction on that fight. If it, if it, if it does get offered and DC does accept it, I cannot say who's going to win that fight, John Jones or DC. I will say this though: if it comes down to Jones versus Stipe, I do think Stipe will win that. I think Stipe has his card. <laughs> anyway, look, man, what do you got for tomorrow night between Stipe and Cormier? <laughs> you got? I got. I, I think DC is going to win it. Um, DC, he's harder to knock out. He's a better wrestler. And they're fighting in the UFC Apex Octagon, which is like five feet smaller uh, 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 radius-wise. And uh, I think that's just three pluses that DC has in his corner. And you know he's not going to get taken out by no liver shot again. He ain't, he, he's he's going to guard his liver this time. So he's not going out with that. So I, <clears throat> I just think that uh, Daniel Cormier is going to win it. I, I think that he's... Uh, I don't think he's a much better fighter than Stipe, but I think that he is just got a couple of hairs better and a couple of different things. And when you combine them together, especially that smaller octagon, it's just too much. It's going to be too much for Stipe. I think it, it, it might go the distance because I think they're going to be a lot more uh, uh, scared of getting knocked out, both fighters. So they're going to be very defensive. Uh, DC is probably going to wrestle a lot, just not to try and wrestle to get for a submission, but he's probably going to try and wrestle just to wear down Stipe Miocic in the first couple of rounds, and then he's going to do his dirty boxing, um, but he's not going to have the power anymore to probably get the knockout. So <clears throat> it'll probably go to decision, and I think DC is going to win that decision because he's going to have more takedowns and he's going to have more uh, time and control on top of uh, uh, Stipe. And I think uh, DC is just straight up going to land some better shots. And he's going to eat those shots from Stipe, and he's not going to—he's not going to get phased. And Stipe is going to get phased after he gets after he eats uh, those shots. Like, come on, man! The last time he ate those shots, he got knocked out, man. And the the, the second, the last time before that, or the last fight, he he wasn't looking that good either, man. He was not looking that good. What do you got? Who do you think is going to win? <laughs> well, first and foremost, I think that um. Both guys should be commended, you know. They both have two, like I said, really great fights uh, between each other. But I think that tomorrow night, um, I expect the, the smaller cage, I expect Daniel Cormier to fully exploit that. And I think that there's going to be a lot of takedowns and dirty boxing, probably a whole lot of dirty boxing. Um, I think that... Uh, Stipe can win this fight. I think Stipe can knock Cormier out. I think Stipe can submit Cormier. But um, I think that Cormier is a really, really, really damn good wrestler. And I expect him to use that. I expect him to use his wrestling in a smaller ring. I think that I, I, I like to think that he's a smart guy and a smart businessman and that he learned his lesson, you know, trying to get cute and trying to get handsy. You got to go with your gifts, you got to go with what's working. And if he gets in there and tries to do too much on the hands and Stipe and his coaches are, you know, seeing holes again, because you can't defend everything. It's not like, okay, this time I'll just guard my body and do the exact same shit and I'll win. I don't believe that's the way. So true. I, I do. I do. I do want to see Stipe retain the belt. Um, but I think that Cormier has a very, very big chance of winning this fight. Um, slightly bigger than Stipe. I think it would be, uh, you know, 
just just a slight slight tad bigger than 50-50 that Cormier is probably going to take it. So we're um, in agreement then. Yeah, I think that I think that Cormier might take it. I hope Stipe wins, but um, I think Cormier probably might take it. I no, you know something? I'm gonna back my boy. I will back my horse. I'm gonna. Oh, say I Stipe. was so hoping you say that, John. Let's make this interesting with a bet, uh, son. Okay, okay, hold up, hold up. First of all, I say Stipe. I don't know how, but um, if it goes to decision, Cormier is gonna win. So I hope Stipe stops him. Um, I'm gonna say Stipe. Stipe TKOs Daniel Cormier. I don't know what round, but what do you, what do you want to wager on it? I I want to wager that if I'm right and DC wins our next show, you have to do the introduction and you have to introduce me as the uh, uh, the greatest coach of all coaches of all time. You've never coached a day in your life. Doesn't matter, John. This is my this is my uh, my thing, and I'm sticking to it. Right? This is the standard that we have to adhere to for this. Oh man! And I'll introduce you as the greatest coach of all coaches, man. If you win. <laughs> no, you know something. Here's the deal. If, if I, I I accept your terms, but here's the deal. If I win, I get to write my intro. Okay. All right, all right, and if I win, I get to write my intro. Here we go. All right. <laughs> all right, John, we got a bet. A shake virtually yeah. on it? Yeah, shake. <laughs> so, okay, oh. virtual shake. Right. It's uh, legally binding in the state of Florida, so you're good. Yes, so, now, there's that. So that event's going to be crazy tomorrow night. Um, I hope everybody watches. Now, real quick before we get out of here, because I am hungry. Cage um, Van Zandt? I, dude, you know we got to talk about it. Because I got one question. What the hell is she doing? John, John, here's what it comes down to. I looked up these numbers, man. <laughs> in the last six years, since 2014, Paige Benzan has been in the UFC. She has made $470,000, okay? That's it, in six years. That's not even That's not even like $80,000 a year, all right? I make more money than her, okay? I make more money than Paige Van Zandt, and that's not right. Okay. But here's the thing. She signed up. Why is that, why is that not right? <clears throat> because you know, she's a UFC cage no, fighter, man. I'm not anything special. No, listen, listen. You, you make more than Paige Van Zandt, right? You just said that, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you work hard for your money. You deserve the money you make, right? It, your money is equal to the job you do, right? I mean, yes. Okay, so is hers. Paige Van Zant doesn't deserve a boatload of money just for existing in the UFC. Look, it, it's hard looking that pretty and getting your ass whooped, okay? It's not easy, John. Ridiculous. I'm trying to talk real numbers here. You're being ridiculous. First of all, she's not that pretty. Secondly, listen, man, if Paige Van Zant could fight better, she would be making a ton of money because they want her to be a star. They pushed her in everybody's face for the longest. All right, and they've made Granted, her. She's no Rose Nagamadada, all right, but she's. Oh my God. First of all, the woman's name is Rose Namayunas. Secondly, if you can't even beat the gimme fight that they're giving you, then you don't need to be in the UFC. And the whole time you're losing fights, you're talking about how you make more on your Instagram and you make more from your other sponsors. She was, though. She really was. She was not Why getting paid that much. Sponsors? Why did she have those outside of fighting sponsors and other interests? Because of the UFC. You have to remember where you come from and what got you to the party. Now, she, if she was winning fights, 
everything would be different right now because they want her to be a star. They were trying to push her. They put her in everybody's face. Yeah, no but she was just too weak. She has no defense against wrestling and... Uh... She can't fight, bro. It's not personal. Well, she's, she can box. She knows how to box, all right? No, she can't. She Sean, can. Oh, she can't. <laughs> I have, dude, I have a video of her quoted saying, I have this new love of striking and I'm so happy to be exploring it. And blah, 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 blah. So get off that shit, <laughs> And secondly, for her to go from losing against bad competition in the UFC to now going to bare-knuckle championship, first of all, I heard it was a huge bag. I heard it's a lot of money. But it's she, She's going to be making a million dollars with her contract with bare-knuckle. That's more than double what she made but, with the UFC. And okay, it's going to be in half the time frame. But it's a four-fight deal. All right, and the other thing is, if you if you're not good at fighting, then why would you go into the place where you're going to get beat up even worse with no gloves on? All right, you can't shoot a movie or a TV show or anything like that while your face is constantly bruised and cut up. Now I don't know how she's allowed to stretch those four fights out, but you can't just okay, I'll fight once a year. You know what I mean? You have a contract to uphold, and there's millions of dollars on the line. Yeah, it's a lot of money. It's a really big bag and good for her. But this was—I don't think this was a good move because she's gonna get, she's gonna get changed, like physically. I mean, she's gonna get beat up. Paige Van Zant can't like the average woman would get her ass whooped by Paige Van Zant. Paige Van Zant drowned at the bottom of the pool, like at the shallow end of the pool. Yeah, the but what you're forgetting though is the UFC has the best talent, dude. Is she's not going to be fighting that caliber of fighters in bare knuckle boxing. They're going to be people around her caliber, if not lower than her caliber, and she's going to pay double the money for half the work. That's the only way she's going <laughs> to survive is if they give her like tomato can ladies again, like if they give her some really low level talent to beat up on and make herself look good. But the same thing happened to Sage Northcutt. He couldn't even beat the gimme guys, and then he switched to one championship, and you saw what happened to that poor kid. All right? Actually, so, I didn't see what happened to one UFC. Did he get beat down pretty good? Let me see. You didn't see what happened to Sage Northcutt when he fought that guy Cosmo whatever? No. That guy literally broke his face. I think Paige, er, Sage Northcutt is still healing. Really? Dude, I, you're making me want to see this right now. You're making this more and more you appealing. <laughs> you can pull it up. Pull up Sage Northcutt, Cosmo, whatever, and it's just put Cosmo, and it's going to come up. And it's a one-punch knockout. That guy, he hit him so hard, it was disgusting. Oh, wow, dude. Oh, he hit him again, too, in the back. I can't hear you. Move your hand. He uh he, he hit him hard and he hit him again in the back of the head as he was going down too. But yeah, that was a really nasty uh, well, punch, man. Sage Northcutt wasn't ready for that level. Is all I'm saying. Yes, he can fight. He's a really good point fighter. He's an in shape kid, but he wasn't ready for that level. Paige Van Zant's the same way. Was that the first round? Yes, it was the first few seconds. Oh my lord, he couldn't even last a couple of seconds. You see what I'm saying? Dude, why did these guys get these contracts, but I couldn't get anything, any contracts back when I was that age? What's going on? You probably had bad management. I didn't have any management. Well, that's the, there, there, there we go right there. But anyways, <laughs> what I'm saying is fucking, 
there's no way that Paige Van Zandt is gonna like flourish unless of course they give her like they, they give her fixed fights. And that's a real thing. People don't like to think about that, but that's a real thing. That happens here and there. But that's the only way she's gonna survive because this is real shit. And you can get teeth knocked out, you can get your eyes cut up to where you have permanent scar tissue. Yep. And you can't be shooting reality shows and movies and stuff in the middle of a four-fight contract in a bare-knuckle boxing league. And let's not forget about cauliflower ear. That's what I'm saying. And you can't bank on this as a career because you can't fight. Like, she can't... You're not allowed to kick anybody. You're not going to wrestle anybody, and you weren't good at that anyway. So why are you stepping into this? Because I think that her striking is legit, but obviously her kicks are weak and her wrestling game is weak, but that's the beauty of bare-knuckle boxing. They ain't going to do that. It's just going to be pure boxing. She can't win fights. Pull up that girl's record right now. I'm looking at it. What is it? And don't lie. It's 8-5. and 8-5, and five, Sean. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking at her first four <laughs> fights. <laughs> they were at, uh, you know, tournaments and stuff. Various tournaments, you know. Evictus, Cage Warriors, all this stuff. She's a point fighter. That's what I'm saying. She's not a good mixed martial artist. I think I think she's gonna do better in the bare knuckle boxing than she did in the UFC, and I know that that's a low bar that she set. She didn't really do that well in the UFC, but I think she's gonna actually be a force to be dealt with in the in the bare knuckle boxing. I mean, I disagree. All all somebody has to do is not be scared of her, and then she's done. Paige Van Zant can't fight. She's not that good, and her striking's her striking leaves a lot to be desired. It's cool that she's enthusiastic. It's cool that she believes in herself, but this ain't the right move. Mm, I disagree. I think we'll have to let time play itself out, man. If if she uh, gets beat up, uh, you know, and gets hor- horribly disfigured and can't be a model anymore, and then they cut her, at, you know, the bare knuckle boxing because she's losing. Then yeah, obviously, then that was like her last ditch effort, and she failed at it. But I think that she is gonna be happier there than she was at the UFC, because the UFC is just too good a talent, man. That shark pool has got too many damn uh, large sharks swimming around there, and um, I don't, I don't think she uh, is that good. But I think she's good enough for bare knuckle boxing, uh, their league. Whatever, you're making excuses because you think she's cute, but All right. we'll see. What are we going to do What are we gonna do if she wins her first fight? Well, actually, no, because it might feed her a, a feeder, you know. I'm telling you, dude, there's going to be at least a few gimme fights because they're trying to... They, they gave her a million dollars for four fights, and I'm sure somewhere in that contract she was like, look, so what's, what do I get here? You know what I mean? She's trying to build her brand back up and keep her name going, so... I expect we're going to see some terrible fights. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, but I do think that she's going to do better there than she did at UFC. And um, I know it's not saying much, but it, it, she, she is decent at what she does. And that's boxing. No, she's not. She's really not that good, Shepard. <laughs> I'm not saying she's great. I mean, she she would still, you know, you could probably take her. Yeah, I'd whoop Paige Van Zandt's ass. My wife would whoop Paige Van Zandt's ass. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, man. 
Yeah, you've never seen Brandy get down. Brandy's a national champion, fool. Is she? Yeah. Really? With, it, with the medals to prove it. With uh, what? Jiu-Jitsu? Uh, San Chao. Oh, San Chao. So that's, is that why you got into San Chao? No, we, we've been training together for years. I was already into it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'll have to check it out one day. I've never really heard much about San Chao. Dude, Sen Xiao's dope. That's a, a Wiley Zhang, the champ uh, for the women's uh, strawweight, I think, division. The one that uh, beat Yoani and Jacek just a little while ago. She's a Sen Xiao uh, practitioner. Hmm. I'm just yeah. a huge just, uh, wrestling fanatic, man, and Muay Thai. Wrestling and Muay Thai are my two go-tos. Well, Sen Xiao <laughs> is the Chinese derivative of Muay Thai. See, but that's what worries me, though, because I, whenever the Chinese get involved, that whenever you see those ridiculous martial artists who are like, I will touch you with my pinky on your forehead, and I will steal your chi and knock you out unconscious so much that even your children will lose consciousness. And you're like, okay, and you're waiting, and they, and they do it, and you're just like, nothing happened. They're like, well, you're supposed to, to roll with it and to, to lay down on the ground, otherwise it's too dangerous. You're hurting yourself right now. You know how bad you're hurting yourself by not rolling with this. <laughs> and um, I, they're always Chinese, dude. It's, I, no one comes from China that I respect in, in martial arts, so, look, except for Zhang. Zhang is pretty Chinese good. Martial arts community. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, from the Chinese martial arts community, I, Jonathan Jones, do not endorse anything Sean just said. Please, dude, please. They are not. so far dude, behind, man. They, no, no, this is Sean's opinion, not my own. It does not They, they do not shit. believe in MMA in China right now. This is only shit. <laughs> not me, not the whole show. Do you know how many MMA uh, uh, gyms there are in China? No, like hardly any. It's late where I am. I know we're okay. on two different sides of the country. But it is late, so I'm getting out of here. I hope you this... guys watch the event tomorrow. Sean, I'll be in touch with you while we're watching the event, I'm sure. Yes. And ladies and gentlemen, on our next show, you will hear John Jones announce me however I wish him to. Because Who we bet on Stipe and Cormier, right? That's right. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, man, you, you better hope you win, dog. <laughs> All right, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, have a good day. We will catch you next time. Here is the coach and the casual. Ow!